لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين عجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعوانه وأنصاره We continue our discussion about repentance And if you remember we said One of the very first outcomes of becoming aware and alert and conscious is we, that we realize our problems, our shortcomings, either failure in performing obligatory acts or failure in refraining from bad acts. In both cases, we need to repent. Our ulama, whether in fiqh, or in akhlaq and even in kalam, in theology have studied the issue of tawbah because tawbah is very important issue it has some legal aspect it has some moral aspect and even it has some theological aspect the very first thing is the definition of tawbah we should realize how Tawbah comes into existence. Is it just, for example, saying, Astaghfirullah Rabbi wa atubu Is it enough to have Tawbah or it's more? You all may have heard that once a person was repeating, you know, constantly, Astaghfirullah Rabbi wa atubu And Imam Ali told him that Tawbah is not This is the way that I, you know uh, Phrase it, rephrase what Imam said Tawbah is not something, you know, just you utter by words This is a, a state for the righteous And for the people who are in very high position The abrar Those who are in Eliyin it's not just, you know, saying Astaghfirullah. And Imam Ali defined the requirements of real Tawbah. Some of those things that Imam Ali mentioned are necessary to have Tawbah and some are good to have perfect Tawbah. Not legally necessary. For example, Imam Ali said that because you have tasted the pleasure which is from haram so you must make life so much difficult for yourself that all the flesh which is grown from haram will disappear so you become very thin and lose all those you know extra weight which is from haram because this flesh is for example from haram but this is to make Tawbah very perfect, very complete. But even without that, if the things that we are going to mention, inshallah, come into exist, that is enough. The third thing is to regret. 
it's very important that if someone makes a mistake, regrets. And if someone doesn't regret, it means that this repentance is not really there. It's just something, you know, looks like repentance, but it's an illusion. It's a picture of repentance. To regret, to remorse is very important part of Tobe and indeed if someone really regrets all other things that we are going to mention will be coming Imam Sajjad alayhi salam in Munajat Khamsata Ashar says Kafa bin Nadame Tawbah to regret is sufficient for repentance so, if someone really regrets, so he will do his best to remedy that, to repair the damage which is done by the sin. So, the first thing is to regret. The second thing is to decide not to repeat. If I say, I am sorry, my God, but I may do it again. So, it means that I am not really sorry. Indeed, this is maybe in itself a sin. You know, it's a sort of making fun of repentance. I say, you know, I am very sorry, but don't think that I don't do it again. I may do it again. So, it means that I have not decided to refrain. You know, someone's was saying that it's very difficult when you are addicted to drug or to, for example, smoking to get rid of that. So, you must try not to get addicted. There was someone sitting there who said, no, it's not difficult. I have refrained from smoking, although I am very addicted, for 50 times. It has not been very difficult. For 50 times, I stopped smoking. But if you look carefully, you see that he has not refrained. How you are able to say that 50 times I stopped? It means that you didn't stop. Like someone who said, Qasam mi khoram digar mei nanusha. Bejoz emshab o fardashab o shabhay digar. I promise that I never any more drink wine, except tonight and tomorrow and other nights. <laughs> so, this is not for someone who really regrets. This is just making fun of ourselves, you know. So, if someone really regrets, he decides not to do it anymore. Of course, because we cannot be totally sure about ourselves. We always must say, Insha'Allah. Insha'Allah, I will not do it anymore. This Insha'Allah is not to show that you have doubt. This Insha'Allah is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for support. You know, we always need to say, Insha'Allah. This is what we call it, Estetna. Estetna means exception. But in Quranic sense, Wahum, Wala yastasnun means, not to say, insha'Allah. 
ولا تقولن لشيء اني فاعل ذلك غدا الا ان يشاء الله you must not say that i will do certainly this tomorrow unless allah is pleased with so always whenever you want to say something say inshallah but unfortunately in our culture whenever we have doubts we say inshallah you know if for example my children ask me to buy something for them if i say inshallah it means i am not going to buy this you know they understand if i say i will buy then they relax but this is not the islamic way when i am very sure and decided to do something then i must say inshallah so that allah help me to be able to actualize what i said so we decide not to repeat the sins anymore but inshallah not in the sense that you know we are not sure in the sense that we need support of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if allah leaves us to ourselves for one moment we may do again the same mistake and the third thing is to decide to repair to restore all the damages which has been which have been done if for example there is a religious obligation which needs to be performed either as ada or as qaza if i really regret i must do it i cannot say okay in every month of ramadan i don't fast then i repent <laughs> it's not if you really repent you must do qaza of your fasting and in cases you know you need also kafara if you deliberately didn't you know fast so you need also kafara and the fasting of ramadan so is so important that allah has made the penalty for failing to fast ramadan very great this shows the importance of fasting ramadan for every day that someone deliberately doesn't fast in addition to one day qaza is 60 days for each day or feeding 60 people or you know giving close to 60 people why so that help us to determine you know to have enough determination because many of people if they know that it is only one by one you know for every one day one they say okay we don't fast now and later we do it but allah to make us very much determined said no for one day will be 61 so even someone who is very crazy <laughs> will not go for 61 instead of one so this is very important if for example is failure in paying our homes so we must pay it we cannot say okay i am now very regretful very remorseful but i don't pay the homes which i have not paid so if there is financial duty left we must you know pay if i have taken without permission money of other people or i have cheated them again according to fiqh there are different ways you know to please them so this is the third thing that when we regret when we repent we must do our best to restore and repair all the damage which has been done if you for example mistakenly make your house dirty 
This is just a very simple example. If, for example, some, for example, plate full of, for example, food, okay, mistakenly drops from your hand and makes carpet very dirty. Is it enough you just repent? You just say, okay, I am very sorry. If you say to the carpet, I am very sorry, it doesn't make the carpet clean. And your wife will not get, you know, or mother will not get pleased with you. You must clean it and make it in the same position that it was, if possible. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful that if we repent, not only He accepts, but also He loves us. He loves those who repent. And Allah has a very beautiful point. This is outcome of his reflection on the Quran. He says, every repentance of us is surrounded by two return from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because in Quran we have two sorts of return for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taballahu alayhim liyatubu. This is first. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returned to them so that they could repent. Because repentance means return. When we broke our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the initiative comes from Allah. If I have tawfiq for tawbah, the initiative is not from me. It's from Allah. Taballahu alayhim. Allah returns to me, and then, if I am wise enough, if I am clever enough, I accept that and I regret. So there is always a need for Provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can repent. Okay? And then we have also in some verses that after you repent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns. If I want to give you an example, simple example. It's like, for example, a child who makes lots of problem for his mother or father. And you know how much mothers and, you know, fathers love their children. But sometimes the child, you know, goes out of, you know, all the limits and makes something very wrong. So, the mother or the father may get angry with the child, may, for example, say that, go away. Or sometimes the child himself, because he feels very, very, you know, angry, he may escape from the house. Goes out of the house. The mother and the father have lots of affection for their child. They don't want the child to stay outside in the street. So, what should they do? Sometimes, the father says to mom, go and, you know, ask him to come and ask for forgiveness. Because if I go and bring him back myself, he may get spoiled. So go and tell him that you did something wrong and ask forgiveness from your father and your father will forgive you. 
But the father himself sends mom to bring the child. Some children still refuse. They say, no, my father was guilty. I didn't do anything wrong. So he stays in the, on the streets. And the more he stays on the streets, it becomes less likely to go back. Especially if a few days, you know, he spends on the street, maybe he never go back. This is why children should not be allowed to stay, you know, outside without permission of their parents, even for one night. It's said that once a person, you know, his child went out and he was looking everywhere to find his child. And he couldn't find his child. There was someone who could, you know, help him, but he said, I want money. He said, okay, I give you, for example, 100 pounds. He said, no, I want 1,000 pounds. He said, no, 100 pounds, I cannot afford more. So this man was very greedy, said, okay, I don't take 100 pounds. Tomorrow, after one day, the pressure goes higher, so he will accept to give me 1,000 pounds. So, tomorrow he went to the father and said, Did you find your child? He said, No. He said, Okay, if you give me 1,000 pounds, still the price is the same. It has not gone high. Give me 1,000 pounds, I will find this child. He said, Today I give you 10 pounds. He said, Why? Because all my pressure was not to let him stay outside house for one night. Now that he's one night there, all the wrong things have happened. So, it's not very important now whether he comes or not. So, this is very important. If we, broke, we break our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we shouldn't let that become longer and longer. Then it is very difficult to go back. So, the father, you know, asked the mother, go and tell him to come and ask forgiveness. So, here, the initiative is from father. Child only accepts to come if child is you know good and when he comes father embraces the child and accepts the forgiveness and may give him also a sweet or some money which he may not give it to the child who has not done guilty okay just to make everything proper this is the way that Allah treats with us Allah doesn't love you know us to be far from him so when we do something wrong and we escape, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes initiative. He himself says, tell the, He tells to the Prophet, tell my servants, whenever they call me, they find me near. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَغْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيًا He always, you know, sends us invitation. Tell my servants, if they have done something wrong, you shouldn't become despaired. Come back. I accept you. Okay? So, initiative is with him. Just if we accept and go back, then he accepts us. So, there are two Merciful acts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surrounding every repentance. So if someone is sincerely repenting, then everything will be 
carefully looked after by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will be like someone who has not done any sin. And even if someone does sincere repentance, maybe Allah will give him more. Like the sweet or money that that father gives. There is a beautiful ayah in the Quran. This is as follows. A'udhu billah min ash-shaytan ar-rajim wa man lam yatub fa'ulaika humu al-zalimun The one who doesn't repent or those who do not repent those are the, the oppressors. Those are the ones who do zulm. See, how beautiful is this verse. Allah says, those who do not repent, these are zalimun, and He says, homo zalimun. Means the only people who are zalim, who are unjust, who are doing guna and lamb and sin, these are those who do not repent. So it means that those who repent, are not considered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as unjust people. You see how merciful is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As soon as you repent, if you really repent, He says you are not any more zalim. Because you know, according to the Quran, zalim means to do something wrong. It doesn't mean it must be doing wrong to others. Whoever commits a sin has done a zulm. Man yata'adda hudud Allah faqad zalama nafsah. Has done wrong to himself. Has done oppression to himself. Okay? Allah says those who repent are not zalim. Those who do not repent, those are those who are zalim. This is very beautiful ayah. There was a very famous Shia scholar, you may all have heard his name. Father of Allame Majlisi. Allame Muhammad Taqiyya Majlisi. The famous Allame Majlisi that you know, author of Baharul Anwar, is Muhammad Baghir. But his father also was very great alim. And he has a commentary, well-known commentary on Man La Yahdurul Faqih, which is one of our four major collections of hadith. So he has commentary on that and many other books. So this Allame Muhammad Taqi Majlisi once received a report by one of his you know, followers, one of his friends, that in my neighborhood there is a man who doesn't observe Islamic rule. And he makes lots of you know, haram majalis, music, dancing, and we are always, you know, hearing the voice and we are, you know, very sad. Allame Majlisi told him, once you can invite him and invite me also, so that we can sit together and talk. This is the way that, you know, our ulama were prepared to help. Remember we said about the Prophet, Tabibun Dabwarun Betebe. He was, Imam Ali said the Prophet was, a roaming and rotating physician. He was not waiting for the people. So this man invited that person, sinful person, and invited Allame Majlisi. So this man looked at Allame Majlisi and said, 
Akhund or Mullah. What do you say about the good way of life, about the ethos of life? He asked Allah Majlisi. Because, you know, some people, you know, when see ulama, they become very, you know, clever and, you know, they ask this question. But in their ordinary life, no. So, Allah Majlisi told him, what you think about the ethos of life? He said, we believe that if you go to house of someone, because he was guest there, you know, and eat from his food, then you are in debt to him. And you should be thankful. You know, this is what he's saying in Farsi, Namak Gir Shodan. If you, you know, eat salt from house of someone, then you must be thankful because you are in debt to that person. So it's very bad to eat the salt and break the vessel of the salt, salt container. Namak Khordano, Namak Shekastan. If I come to your house and then instead of thanking you, I destroy your house. This is very bad. Or I insult you. So he said, this is our ethos. This is some, everyone understands. Allah Almighty asked him, how old are you? He said, I am 65. So he said, in your 65 years, have you ever eaten from sustenance of Allah? Yes, of course. He couldn't say no. So he said, how was your treatment? How did you treat the sustenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This man was shocked. So, he didn't laugh anymore. He left and tomorrow went to the house lord, you know, the person who invited Allah Malasi, and said, give me the address of this man. He said something that, you know, took away my, you know, relief from me. I, am, I have no peace. So he went to Allah Majlisi, and Allah Majlisi, you know, instructed him how to repent, and he became very good mu'min. Of course, he himself had this ability, but he needed a shock. From a pious man. There is a beautiful story from Masnavi. And this is the end of my talk tonight. And some brothers suggested me it's good if I also sometimes read the Farsi poem. They said we enjoy Farsi. So this is what one of the brothers suggested. But maybe I just read some small parts of it. This story is symbolic. It's a story about what happened between a camel and a mule. Okay? Mule, in Farsi, we say astar or qatir, is a, you know, a sort of animal when, you know, horse and donkey get married and be a child, it be called astar. Okay? This is astar. And in English, they call it mule. So said, Oshtori Radid Ruzi Astari. Chonk Ba'u Jam Shod Dar Akhori. Once a mule saw a camel, they were all in a stable eating food. So this mule started 
talking and complaining to the camel. گفت من بسیار می افتم به رو در گریوه و راه و در بازار و کور He said Frequently I fell down on my face on the ground so I injure myself in market in the you know roads everywhere I fall uh, down fall down on my face خاصه از بالای کوه تا زیر کوه در سر آیم هر زمانی از شو Sometimes from top of the mountain I come down on my face and injure myself So this was complaining you know to the camp چم همی هفتی تو در رو بحر چیست یا مگر خود جان پاکت دولتیست What is preventing you, the camel, falling on your face? You very rarely fall down on your face. You are always, you know, walking very firmly, very beautifully. But I always, you know, fall down and injure myself. در سر آیم هر دم و زانو زنم پوز و زانو زن خطا پرخون کنم. He says, I always come down and strike my knees. And make it, you know, bleeding. Then Rumi says very beautiful point. He says, "Hamcho cham agli ke az agle tabah beshkanat tobe behardam dar gunah." The mule says, "I am like the one who has little capacity, intellectual capacity. So he repents." And quickly again repeats the sins. This mule says, so I am like the one who repents and then doesn't keep his repentance. So this is why he said, I you know, frequently fall on my face. So he said, I am like that person. The one who has very... Weak determination, so quickly breaks his repentance, even is ridiculed by Satan. Even Satan says this person is weak, loose. So he continues and says, after a while, A shotor ketum mesale mu'mani, kam futi darru wa kam binizani. You camel are like mu'min. I, mule, I am like a person who repents and then again commits sin. But you are like mu'min. Kamfuti. It's very seldom you fall down. Mu'min may make mistakes, but very seldom, rarely. So I said, you are like mu'min. You never fall down. Tutshedari kitchenin bi afati. What have you got that you are so good? Okay? He says to the camel. The camel says, گفت گرچه هر سعادت از خداست در میان ما و تو بس فرق هاست. He said, of course, every good thing is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I am not going to praise myself. It's very important, you know, how clever is this camel. 
He said, all sa- her saadat means every good thing, every you know, happiness is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, in addition to that, there is difference between me and you. Because Allah's health is not arbitrary. If Allah helps someone and supports someone and does not support the other, there must be a reason for that. Okay? Darmiyan mawo to bas farghast. Then he started mentioning the difference. And these are very important for us. Sarbolandam man do chishme man boland. Binish ali amanast as gazan. First of all, my head is higher than your head. So I have better vision. You just see in front of your feet. You just see your material life, day-to-day affairs. But I have better vision. I see what you see and I see things that you do not see. Okay? As sare koh man bebeenam paayeku. From top of the mountain, I see up to the end of mountain. I see all of that. And then he says, Rumi continues and says, it's like someone who has such a good vision that now can foresee 20 years later. Like Prophet Yusuf, alayhi salam, that he saw in his dream that sun and 11 stars prostrate for him. And Rumi says, after 10 years or maybe more, this happened. His father and brother respected him. Okay? So, a woman has very good vision, outreaching and far-reaching. This is one reference. Then he says, نیست ان ینظر به نور الله گذاف نور ربانی بود گردون شکاف You know, we have in hadith اتقو فراست المؤمن فإنه ینظر به نور الله be careful about the cleverness of mu'min. Because mu'min looks with the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot do de- oh, fiction. This is a reality. They have such a vision. Such a good vision. Nis andar cheshmeto an nur. Ro. Such a light does not exist in your eye. Go. Go away. You don't have such a light. Then... He goes on and he says, the other reason for me being able to be strong in my faith is that I am a legitimate child. This is very important. Your family and the rest, you know, the sustenance, if it is halal, it's very important. He says, Zan kehastam man halal. I am a legitimate child, not child of people who do adultery or people who have gone astray, they are not religious, they are not pious. My father is camel, my mother is camel. But your father is horse, your mother is donkey. <laughs> so this is the difference. The one who whose mother is pious, whose father is pious, is different. But this is not the only reason. Still you may overcome, you know, if your family is not good, you may overcome this. But this is something that has some effect. 
Then he says that this mule was very good mule in heart. گفت از تر راست گفتی ای شطر این بگفت و چشم کرد از عشق پر said okay you said something true and he started crying and his eyes was full of tears were full of tears so repented so said please guide me and this is very important that you, if you find someone who has reached the position of being you know real mu'min you ask him for guidance so he saati begristu dar payash fatat goft ay bugzide rabbul ibad for hour for while he started crying and fell down on the feet of the camel and said the one who is chosen by god help me and then he said that the camel accepted and said that it looks that you are not vicious person your heart is good you are like adam adam made mistake but as soon as he realized his mistake he said that i am sorry he repented but iblis was not like adam iblis when realized his mistake instead of repenting told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have made me make mistake Rabbi bima agwaitani he said because you have made me go astray I will make offspring of Adam go astray so this is the difference between Adam and Iblis so if we want to be Adam, if we want to be children of Adam, we must do the same. Whenever we realize that we have made mistake, instead of shifting responsibility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to others, we must accept and just repent. So this is very important that whenever we realize that we have done some mistake, it's possible you know we may make mistake, especially in the beginning. But what is more important is that if you commit a mistake, quickly, quickly try to repent. Do not let, you know, some time goes and passes, you know. Quickly, you know, we must restore the damage which is caused there. This is very important. A great mystic is Akhund Bahari Hamedani. He says, when we have, you know, committed mistakes, always Satan comes to us and says, there is no way for Tawbah. You are so bad that there is no way for Tawbah. And before we make mistakes, the Satan always says, oh, Allah is very merciful, very kind. Why you don't make this sin and then you can repent? So, Satan, you know, has this policy. Before we make mistake, gives us lots of hope. After we commit a sin, makes us, you know, disappoint and despair. We should have counter policy. Before we re- make mistake, we must remind ourselves about those verses of the Quran which give warning about committing sins, about punishments, about 
failure in being able to repent. But if, God forbids, we commit sin, then we should have lots of hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us, inshallah, if we repent sincerely. This is counter-policy. So, such a night, such a blessed night, like tonight, night of 23rd, which is very likely to be in the night of Qadr, and after also preparations that you have made in the last two nights, now you are very, very ready and prepared. So, I don't think there is any reason that we cannot repent properly tonight, and I don't see any reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not accept our repentance. If we sincerely repent, definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept. Just, we must make, you know, firm decision now, that inshallah we don't commit those mistakes anymore. Inshallah, but this inshallah is not for doubt. Inshallah is to show that we are determined and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for support. And I am sure that the 12th Imam, Imam Mahdi alayhi salam, inshallah, will help us. Because if our repentance is accepted, this will be pleasing the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This will be pleasing Imam Ali and Lady Fatima because we are their followers. If we become cleansed and pure and pious, they are all happy. If not, they are all sad. So, definitely Imam Zaman would like to do something to make them happy, to make them pleased. Just needs return of this escaping child. This escaping child must go back to his house. We are far from our house. We must go back to our house and then, inshallah, everything will be sorted out. Please also remember this night, all mu'mineen, wherever they live, there are many brothers and sisters who are ill. They need our dua. There are brothers who have different problems, financial problems. There are many mu'mineen who live in very bad situation in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Lebanon, in Palestine. So we should remember all these mu'mineen and people who suffer from poverty, from different reasons. So, the orphans who have no you know, parents to look after them. We should remember all these, and all people who have done good services for us. Islam has not reached us easily. There have been many, many factors to prevent Islam reaching us. If, if it was not jihad and struggle of our ulama we couldn't have anything about Islam left so we should remember them, we should pray for them our parents, our grandparents, we should remember them and inshallah next generation also the people also will remember us in their majalis when we are not alive please also remember for me because I am very much in need of your dua وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين